Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of OzBiz. Our goal at Ausbiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 2nd of June, 2021. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. Scuddy, this day is going to go down in history. Well, at least until we do it again. But still, new record high and closing high confirmed for the XJO. And uh, yeah, it looked pretty strong into the close. Yeah, it's a surprisingly resilient performance, all things considered. Most of Asian markets are down today. Uh, wasn't really any strong lead from Wall Street, but uh, here we are, record highs. And uh, most uh, most sectors, sans uh, healthcare and technology, doing very well, particularly those cyclical areas of energy and the material sector. Yeah, sure. I mean, these gains are really big for the likes of Woodside, up by 4.6%. Centos up by more than 6%. I will say, in terms of the metals and the miners, yeah, we can't look past the performance at BHP, up by 3%. And Fortescue up by close to 2%, but the gold miners uh, did not come to the party. Bit of a mixed picture coming through in the banking space, but CBA was a clear winner. Actually, I'll say that Macquarie was the clear winner there, up by nine-tenths of a percent. We had a good chat with Jeremy Hook from TMS Capital to end the day. It'll be up online shortly. Actually, it, it is already. And uh, Macquarie was his buy. So buy, hold, sell to end this record-setting day here in Australia. Um, one company that did really well was Paladin Energy, up by close to 20%. Uranium uh, companies are on a tear, not just here, but around the world. Uh, other than that, we had Ingham's looking pretty good today. I think it was the best performer on the 200. Uh, there's always a flip side, and the laggard today uh, was Megaport. Megaport was off by more than 5%. Had an investor briefing, and clearly, uh, you know, some, some of its growth productions uh, being called into question. But let's not let that ruin the party. I mean, sentiment. Uh, sentiment is, is obviously pretty good. And do you think part of that can be put down to uh, the GDP read that we got today? Partly. We've handled the, uh, the pandemic pretty well. Uh, but I think it's just a continuation of those things we've been talking about now for well over a year. And the really powerful you know, uh, monetary policy easing that's taking place around the world is just making sure that any excess liquidity is just finding its way into any market. You talked about some of the gains in the energy space. You know, Paladin up 20%. They're the kind of moves that are like, you no, know, just 
signs of not not so much fundamentals, but uh, excessive speculation in some areas of the market is probably what I put it down to. But more broadly, uh, look, there's no many other places out there at the moment to go and get a return, probably outside of the Sydney property market. Yeah, well, Sydney property, as we know, going actually, it's not just the Sydney property market. To be fair, it's uh, right around the place. Right around the track. Oh, but I was going off Kook's uh, analysis on Twitter today about how the uh, average Sydney price in 50 years' time, if extrapolated the current pace, would be like $50 million. Oh, my. Yeah, so everyone's making... Everybody's the, rich. Making we're bank rich. in Sydney. Yeah, I'm Go sure every, everyone else is making bank around the country as well, but just not, not the same scale as Sydney. Yeah, okay. So um, if we're thinking about powerful forces in the economy to help keep this economic growth going, of course, we talk about business investment. Um, but what's your sense in the data about how consumers are likely to come to the party from here on in? They've got plenty of savings. They're continuing to save a lot of their uh, disposable income. So there's powder dry and ready to go and roll should it be required for a downturn or to go and splurge at some point in time. Uh, consumer sentiment is very high. Unemployment expectations, uh, particularly after the budget, you know, the, the best levels since uh, you know, 25 years. That's giving you some... You know, they're pretty punchy figures. So... To me, uh, everyone's feeling pretty confident out there, but uh, we just need to get out of this damn pandemic period and all the disruptions we kept getting you know, handbagged with. Uh, no, that's a case in point today with the extension of the Melbourne lockdown. Yeah, we're thinking of you guys there in Melbourne. I know uh, talk is cheap, words are hollow, but um, yeah, that's that's the situation. Now, it's interesting to note that KeyPath, KeyPath Education began trading today on the ASX a Macquarie-backed IPO. And shares fell on this record-setting day by 5%. What do you put that down to? Is it that we're starting to see the gloss come off of a lot of these companies that you know, are IPOing? It, it seems as if there's a bit of um, fatigue to me in uh, appetite for some of these names. Is it you know, a little bit of controversy over uh, some of the high-profile failure that we saw in Newix uh, being Macquarie-backed? Or is it as simple as you know, the fact that well, maybe online education, as we continue to come out of this pandemic, is not just sounding like that hot of a story anymore. Uh, the IPO is it's late cycle, just reeks of late cycle. I'm yeah. not going to go beat around the bush. Uh, you're exactly right. It's, uh, we're coming out of a pandemic where companies got massive tailwinds and then they go and listen to the market at uh, nosebleed valuations and then they fall when they go public and people are surprised why. Go and look at almost every single IPO, particularly uh, the ones that have been really well publicised in the media beforehand, and almost every single one of them has flopped. Uh, there's a reason for that. It's opportunistic timing. They're looking to go and get these companies away and go public when conditions are suit. And congratulations to uh, those people, the investors. But certainly the post-IPO uh, no, life has, uh, has not been very, uh, very kind to date. You spoke, though, with the CEO, Ryan O'Hare, here in Australia, so what is it that they're hoping to do strategically that's uh, unique or different or uh, why, why did they list in Australia? Well, they've got uh, global operations, uh, but primarily based in the United States. Uh, help design courses uh, in, uh, in line with what universities uh, necessarily structure in line with what they're looking to go and achieve. But uh, you're right. When it comes to the differentiation of product, uh, look, I haven't done oodles and oodles of research but it didn't come to across to me as being anything spectacularly different to the number of other companies that we speak to listed here in the uh on the asx um so it comes down to execution and uh no do you believe that uh, no that the, the tailwinds that these companies enjoyed over this period are going to be sticky longer term now i think uh, we all know that the future is online but the growth rates 
that been factored in here are the ones that need to be probably recalibrated a little bit. Uh, and anyone who's been doing any kind of study, I think, can go and uh, testify that when it's in person and when you're like on campus, it's a much better experience, a well-rounded experience than you would be than doing it online. Well, I'm biased, but I think the best experience for university is to go away, leave home, kids. Go live your life and immerse yourself in the experience. But... Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Just my a lot of it, like a lot of speciation in this this particular company as well, was uh, was postgraduate, and I just postgraduate. It's uh, it's about leadership skills. A lot of it, uh, you need to be in person. That's my own well, personal view. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I know a lot of people who've done those courses online. I mean, either by necessity or uh, by choice because it fits in with their working life better. Yeah. Um, but you know, anyways, if you'd like to listen in on KeyPath and find out what Ryan O'Hare, who's the CEO, is thinking strategically going forward, listen for yourself and you can do so online at osbiz.com.au or via our app. We've got another couple of interviews that you can link to via the show notes. And that is Evan Lucas. He weighs in on the Victorian lockdown and what companies you should be watching for any likely market impact and also we spoke with james garrish from sean partners and author of money matters he's really bullish on the local equities market we spoke with him early in the piece so i guess uh, his feeling was confirmed as this day went on uh, one company that gave up some ground today was wiser now wiser did raise capital we spoke with the uh, cfo of the company a little bit earlier on so you can listen to James's interview and his take on Wiser via the show notes and go on over to the website to listen to uh, the CFO of Wiser talk to us about strategy going forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also talked about um, jobs and skills and how easy or difficult it is to get here in Australia as well. That, that interview as well raised a few question marks about uh, the credit scores of, uh, of how people obtain their credit scores. So I'm going to go and do some investigative mm-hmm. work and see how that's achieved because a lot of people talk about how the, uh, the numbers are getting bumped up. I want to go and see how those numbers are being bumped up, what factors are going into it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, all right. Well, no doubt we'll talk about it in the near future. Uh, exchange traded funds, ETFs. Hey, we did a special of the call on ETFs today. So instead of stock of the day, We've, we've put together a little what to look for when buying ETFs clip. Andrew Whiteland from DP Wealth Advisory, Adam Dawes of Sean Partners, take it away. Um, I, I would maybe start with, again, and remember the frame that we're looking at it. Yes. Am I active? Am I passive? But, you know, one of the things you might think about is what index are they following? Is the ETF that you're thinking about a core part of your holdings? and what might be considered to be a satellite holding, something that's not necessarily core, but will add alpha, add outperformance to your portfolio. Um, what's, Dawes, you just touched on it before, what's the management expense ratio? What's the fee that you're being charged? Uh, two other very quick ones. What's the funds under management? How big is the ETF? And then finally, just because you think you've identified the good one, who are the competitors? Who's offering a similar type of product? And again, one of the questions today asks us to do that, sort of a compare and contrast one versus the other. So broadly speaking, that'd be some of the things I'd be thinking about. There are listed ones here in Australia that um, uh, that are hedged or unhedged. So that's right. the first thing. The second thing is where are they domiciled? So are they domiciled here in Australia or overseas? And if they're overseas, there's more paperwork, W8 Ben forms clients need to fill out. It is a lot easier for Australian investors to get access to international markets, indexes, stocks, 
via these ETFs. So it's been a massive growth area for the market. In the Australian market, I will pick individual stocks and I will look to get a, a, a base of portfolio shares for, for the market. And I think I can potentially outperform the market with the choice of the stocks that I have in that Australian equity component. But then going on from that strategic asset allocation, I will definitely choose international, fixed income, property, yeah. all of those kinds of things. I'll use ETFs right. to do that. Yeah. And that was, I mean, just listening to that little clip doesn't really do it justice. If you're interested in ETFs, which we know a lot of you are out there, you might want to, gosh, I feel like a <laughs> promotional. Uh, Don, the Don King. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, go to the website or the app. No, but you know, and you can also listen to the call in podcast form if you like podcasts. And hopefully you do. If you're listening to us, then that's the go. Yeah, I think ETFs are a real essential ingredient when it comes to portfolio construction. Really good to go and build your portfolio around. You can go and have single stock names in there for sure. But I know if you want to go and play a thematic in particular, it's a good way to go and do it because you're not going to be able to go and do the research and analysis of uh, hundreds and thousands of uh, of analysts for these companies. So Miles is going to get uh, get exposure to all of them. Yeah, well, um, if returns are are as good, you know, oftentimes you can get better results from active management. But again, you've got to be be on the ball or have somebody working for you who's very on the ball. You You just have to go and look at some of the performances. Now, obviously, past performance is not indicative of future returns. But I uh, know a lot of our active uh, no investor returns and fund returns in previous years have actually lagged what we've seen in the passive marketplace. So that gives you a bit of insight as to you know, how to go and play yep. it, perhaps. Absolutely. Um, look, past performance, future, future returns of behavior. I mean, Fed, we're not going to hear anything different from our speakers that come through tonight. We've got Bostic, uh, we've got Evans, and we've got... Um, Oh, I thought there was another one in there. Yeah, there's a third one. Yeah. And a, and a panel on racism. Now, I've, I've already written about this in a view, so I won't go down that rabbit hole again. But please, it's not the role of central bankers to go down that path. It's elected politicians that should be getting involved with that. Well, yeah, the counter argument to that is, is that they're asked as panelists on these discussions. All of them have very deep expertise in uh, economics and social, um, you know, how that plays into social policy making. And um, no doubt in the U.S., so you're not, you're not the audience, right? Mm. When you talk about Black Lives Matter and when you talk about the, um, the impact of racism on the U.S. psyche and how that plays out into inequality, uh, plenty of people will argue that uh, economists and central bankers do have a role to play in that conversation. They do. They've been exacerbating inequality for decades. So they, yeah. they maybe can go and explain themselves yeah, why. Yeah, well, it's a panel discussion. That's yeah, what so discussions are for, I, 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 I'll, I'll argue till I'm blue in the face on this. It's not their role. It's the role of elected officials to go down. They are the ones who are you know, put in charge to go and handle these tasks. Okay, not, so not, uh, we'll not find out where that panel discussion is and we will send them a message in the post saying you've picked your panel inappropriately. Anyways, no doubt they'll be asked questions on um, everything that we're interested in, which, oh, do I say it again? Inflation. It'll be, it'll be about inclusiveness of, of our employment growth and everything else, and all aspirational targets, but you know, pulling, pulling the other trigger on a rate cut's not going to go and do that. Okay. okay, so let's talk who's on tomorrow. Warren Hogan, EQ Economics, is on at 8.40 a.m. No doubt we'll be talking a little bit more about GDP. We'll be speaking with Rob Scott, MD of West Farmers. That's at 1.50 p.m. Investor Day being held. What will they do with all their money? 
where will West Farmers make its move next? Maybe all will be revealed, maybe not. Inventory management, what's going on with price pressures? Price pressures and the ability to pass it on to consumers. Claude Walker from A Rich Life will be joining us at 4 p.m. He'll be telling us, no doubt he'll uncover some little company that we don't talk about it often uh, to discuss. And he'll so give us his take on this record finish for the local index. I remember I think of Claude, I think of like, you no, know, when you're panning for gold you know, back in your school days and everything else and you come across a little couple of specks of gold. No, it could potentially go and be that, that, that big winner. So I always enjoy having a chat with Claude. Yeah, me too. Okay, um, I enjoy our chats as well, Scuddy, but we're just going to have to... Call it a day. Yeah, go write my letter to that uh, that panel. <laughs> yeah, okay, good luck with that. See Ciao. Ya. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.